Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 18.5 of the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. My name is Matt, and joining me on today's cast is my co-host Dan. Hello ladies. He's got a low voice. <clears throat> and my other co-host, Tiff. Hello. She's got a slightly less low voice. Slightly. Tell them apart. All right, everyone. So you might be wondering, what exactly is episode 18.5 all about? Well, we are going to try something new in our ever-changing podcast here. Our goal here is to provide more consistent content for you listeners and also shorten our main feed, which hopefully you've been listening to for the last 18 episodes. So what we have here is we will have a dedicated news and Kickstarter spotlight which we will be borrowing the label from our website, nonsenseschoolgamers.com, and be calling our Boardcast News segment. So, you can expect news and Kickstarter updates every other week in between our main feed. So, if you have any thoughts or ideas about this, or you want to provide us feedback, you know where to find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching for the League of Nonsenseschool Gamers, on our BGG Guild number 2077, which we actually have some very nice conversation going on over there right now. Feel free to join us. Or you can shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com. So, as I just introduced, let's go ahead and get right into our broadcast news, starting with news and then transitioning into Kickstarter. Dan, take it away. Do, 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 do. No. Boardcast News. Hit it, Dan. Hi, everybody. It's Dan, and we're going to do some news. So, Gamma, the trade show, or Gamma trade show, not Gamma, colon, the trade show. <laughs> that sounds more like a video game or a board game. Just wrapped up, uh, I guess, was it two weeks ago in Las Vegas? So, this is the annual conference that's not open to the public. It's mainly for retailers, distributors, uh, designers, publishers to all get together and just Talk about the business, do wheel some wheel some deals. I was gonna say wheeling and dealing, uh, things like that. So what it's become though is kind of a good source for at least for the U.S. market, some of the publishers to kind of release news of upcoming releases. Most notably, I guess for around Gen Con or the summer period when uh, board games are really jumping and our wallets are really dry. So I'm just going to go through a couple uh, of the big announcements that came out of Gamma. And by big, I mean just the ones that interested me. I'm sure I'll miss some, so apologies. But um, these were kind of the big ones that, like I said, were of main interest to me. Uh, first off, let's start. I'll probably just go by publisher, so some of the big boys. So uh, Yellow, obviously maker of games that are really, really pretty and French, um, announced a really cool looking game called Big Book of Madness. And I'm not joking, that's actually what the game is named. Um, it's a co-op game uh, set in kind of a fantasy realm. Um, but the kind of gimmick within it is that you are magic students who are working as a team to turn these pages in an actual physical book. The book, it appears to be from pictures that I've seen. I'm not sure it's an actual book as in like paper pages, but it looks kind of like, think maybe like Valdora, where you've got the different pages that are like cardboard and just flip over. They're two-sided. Um, so you're going to be going through this book and trying to shut it 
um, by defeating the monsters that are freed amongst its pages. So uh, it's going to be, I think, two to five players. Um, they say it's about 60 to 90 minutes. Again, it's co-op and I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of intrigued by it. I think the I, one of the things I loved about Valdora was just those little books. <laughs> so, a game based around a giant book. I don't know. We'll see. I think it could be interesting. What do you guys think? No, I looked into it. I think it sounds interesting. I bought Africana based on that little like book thing. So the book thing appeals to me. So next up from Yellow is something that I'm kind of excited about. It's a reprint of. Mexica or Mexica or however you want to pronounce it, but this is an uh, an older Kramer and Kiesling. It's part of that trilogy of games, the Mask series, I think it was called, which had Tikal and I can't think of the third one right now off the top of my head. Um, but Mexica is it's an area control game, and players are going to be battling it out to divide up the land and place some buildings and construct uh, different canals. And I think the canals act as dividers in the land uh, naturally as well. So again, area control. So you're gaining points from uh, area majority control. I don't know. It's it's one that I've always been interested in. I just never had a chance to play it because it's been out of print. So uh, two to four players, roughly 60 to 90 minutes, and it's Kramer and Kiesling. So if you haven't played it like me, it's a pretty safe bet that it's going to be somewhat decent. Cool. So let's get to Fantasy Flight, which had... Big news, go figure. Those guys always seem to be having news announcement after news announcement that just blows your brain. First up is a new game set in the uh, 40K universe that they announced. And this is a big, epic... I don't even know. It's it's a game... It's an epic area control dudes on a map kind of game, I believe. Um, some are saying that it's borrowing some from the StarCraft board game, which they used to own the license for before they lost it to Hasbro. Others are saying that it's not really that similar and that they've actually been working on this for years and years and, and building up this this game system. So 40K doesn't particularly grab me. I don't mind the universe, but it's not something that I seek after. What really kind of gets me is the dedication. I think this might define Ameritrash moving forward. It's dice, it's dudes with individual player powers, like little tiny individual sculpts for each of your units kind of thing big armies on the board, four or five in the box that come. And this is basically um, with Forbidden Stars and with um, Star Wars Armada, FFG is trying to test the waters for some of these bigger box, higher price games. Um, this game, I believe, is going to retail for 100 bucks, just like Armada did. I wouldn't well, say they're testing the waters. They They seem to be... At the forefront of that, I mean, you had Twilight Imperium, which is not a cheap. Other game. than Twilight Imperium, I think they are literally trying to see if like these kind of board games will be, if they can produce more of them. Essentially, I think that's what they're going for. And Forbidden Stars is one that they kind of want to define this like genre of game. Almost, they want this to be like a Grail game. Well, they said uh, it's it seems to be an epic saga on the scale of like a Twilight Imperium three. Mm-hmm. And in that instance, I'm interested, but I don't really get into the 40K universe, so I'll have to probably see yeah. how much of that really applies or if it's something I can just make believe that I like. It's definitely something to keep your eye on, though, because FFG is going to be pushing it hard, I'm sure. It's going to be in your face. It's going to be on BGG. It's going to be up for pre-order soon enough, I'm sure, if it's not already. It's going to be a big deal for their brand, I think. They seem like they're just going with LCGs and then... Massive epic games. That seems to be their two kind of go-tos at the moment. But I don't LCGs know. and Star Wars. 
That's what they're doing. I'm okay with the Star Wars. <laughs> Speaking of the other announcement from FFG from Game Wait, I want to get I want to get Tiff's thoughts on how bad she wants to play Forbidden Stars. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so- I'm sorry. What? What are you talking All right, about? All right, moving on to Star I, Wars. I nodded off for a second. See, I thought I was making the correct transition. <laughs> so, um, of even more interest to me is the announcement that Imperial Assault, the new uh, Descent-like uh, Star Wars-themed dungeon crawl, or space crawl, or space base crawl, I don't space know. Space dungeon crawl. Space dungeon <laughs> crawl. I think you should keep saying those three words in different combinations for dungeon, like another crawl. 15 It has minutes. an ATAT. Let's just stick with that. Anyways. <laughs> space crawl dungeon. Spacey dungeon crawl. <laughs> Please stop now. Are dungeons above ground? Because <laughs> then we're completely off base I with think, this. No. I don't know. Spacey basey combatty wombatty. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, anyways, the first... Full scale expansion was announced. Wait, I have combat wombat stuck in my head now. I said combatty wombatty. Yeah, think of combat wombats. I know. Ooh. We need to talk to Matt Wolf about this. <laughs> Anyways, so Imperial Assault again is going to have a new full scale expansion called Twin Shadows. And for anyone like me who's a huge fan, huge, huge, huge fan of Boba Fett, this one's not going to let you down because he's in this, he's actually on the cover of this expansion. Uh, This expansion will also contain C-3PO and R2-D2. Not much has been said about what it's going to add, but I'm assuming more scenarios, uh, more missions, and probably some other cool things. Is this a big box expansion or is is this a blister pack? It is a big box. So the the mini expansions that have been coming out recently were just added character cards and actual resin models for some of the characters that came in the base game as just tokens. So your um, the robot bounty hunter, I can't think of his name. IG-88. IG-88. And a couple of the other ones, Chewbacca, Han Solo. They are all they all came in the base game, but they came as tokens. So these mini expansions that came out after that were just the resin models for those so that you can play in the skirmish mode as well as some other stuff for the scenario mode. So this one promises, and from the pictures, is a, a big box, a full box expansion. So hopefully it will have a little bit more uh, oomph and... It's. They've said that this is Imperial Salt is their highest selling product ever, so it's good to see them supporting it. And I really need to get into it more. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, that's all from FFG. Uh, moving on, let's go ahead with um, Z-Man. So Z-Man, a couple of things, and I've mentioned this in my news posts on the site before, but um, the Voyages of Marco Polo. This is one that uh, I am very interested in. Uh, this is a new Euro-style game, uh, dice placement as your workers, um, traversing uh, Asia to get special powers that you can use, all kinds of really neat things. Um, they have some preview pictures up on BGG. They're actually in the hotness right now, and uh, it looks amazing. Uh, this is due for a Q2 release, so I'm hoping by maybe Origins I can get my hands on this one. But again, it looks really cool, Um, has some unique things, like I said, dice placement, but uh, the number of dice you place, as well as the pips and a couple of other things, uh, affect what you retrieve from your your placement. So really cool, stay tuned for that. Uh, The other thing that they announced was the Stone Age expansion. Now this is, the expansion used to be called, what is it, Style is the Goal? Why? I have no idea the backstory on that thing. Uh, It's because you use jewelry. Is it? So yeah. 
Okay. So they just made it completely like style jewelry. I got it. Okay. I'm quick on the uptick. So, but I think they've, they've, uh, they've dulled this one down. I think it's just called like Stone Age the Expansion or something along those lines. It is. It's just Stone Age the Expansion. I think style is the goal just came across really silly. So maybe they wanted to make it seem more serious and girly. Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't know. I kind of like the name style is the goal. I thought it was kind of uh, quirky. It's like Imperial Settlers. Why can't we be friends? Yeah, exactly. It had personality to it. Z-Man's just not ready to commit to that kind of goofiness. Stone Age isn't that kind of game. Yeah. Like Belfort the Expansion expansion, funny. Belfort's kind of quirky. Stone Age is not quirky. Hmm. Other than the mating hut. We all love traveling to the mating hut. Anyways, so that's all I have from Z-Man. Next up, Upper Deck. And this will interest Tiff and Matt. So I'll definitely let them express their opinions on this. But this is the Legendary Predator. This is the next Legendary series um, based off of as the title suggests, the Predator movies, which for me are much better than Alien. Um, So actually this one excites me a little bit more. They've announced that this will be fully compatible with Alien, so you can do Alien versus Predator, which I'm sure a lot of people will love to do. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be compatible with Marvel, so you can have Spider-Man versus Predator. it is. But if Alien's compatible with Marvel, I don't see why Legendary Predator wouldn't be. What do you guys think? Are you excited for this one? No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I never got into Predator. It's like, I don't know. I've, I've seen the movies. They're okay. I can summarize my opinion in the fact that I think that Predator 2 is better, is better than Predator 1, which any Predator fan would shoot me in the head for. So um, the only reason that I, will, I might pick this up, aside from being like completionist and getting itchy when a new expansion comes out, is the fact that this introduces new game modes where you can play one Predator versus humans and humans versus predators and predators versus aliens and like it it introduces new ways to play so that might be interesting but predator himself or itself or she herself i don't know not Predator's that. awesome it's okay i love predator it's not but, better um, than alien i think so it's definitely not better than i alien. didn't get in, i didn't get into aliens but that's just me who would want to play as the humans though like <laughs> humans versus game. predator could be cool though i guess i wouldn't i don't know i would try that but i'm not gonna buy it so uh next up on our list here is the news that <laughs> rocked bgg last week at least the boards and all the people on it um this is the announcement that days of wonder is going to be replacing the controversial slave cards in five tribes in the new editions of five tribes with fakirs whether you were offended or not um which side of the argument you stand on we won't get into that now unless you guys want to but that's you know good news or bad news what whatever your take is um for new editions those who already have the first edition of five tribes um there will be an upgrade pack available in the bgg store where you can replace the i guess it's the 18 or so uh slave cards within the game with fakirs what do you guys think anything i mean it's a good political move probably you know to just play it safe i would think so my opinion doesn't really matter i didn't see it as a big deal just because it's kind of historical to a sense i guess i just didn't think much of it but i understand the concern and it you know just it's a quick change and good for days of wonder for taking note of the community's temperature and adjusting accordingly i was surprised when i saw slave cards in that game days of wonder is kind of like family friendly type games and you know yeah it could it could throw you off a little bit who knows? I don't know. I, I don't. I sit in the middle. I don't care either way, to be honest with you. 
I don't really want to play the game regardless. <laughs> That's the real fact. <laughs> no matter what they call the cards or the gins, nope. <laughs> the game is still the game. Yeah. So um, next up, uh, and again, I think Matt and Tiff will be excited for this, is Rio Grande announced the first expansion for Roll for the Galaxy titled, uh, I believe it's called Ambition. And uh, not a lot has been told about this, but they did say that there will be new factions, uh, new dice, and some new tiles to go along with the old dice, the old factions, and the old tiles. <laughs> so rejoice. Tiff, what do you think? I'm rejoicing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I think there's enough in the base game. Like, I don't really need an expansion, but I'll buy this for sure. I think I'm on the same page. I saw it and was very excited. Just Rejoice! That they're going to support it. Um, but I was like, man, I still... I mean, I've got 10 plus plays of it in, but I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to keep just playing with the base game. I'm pretty happy with it. But uh, I don't know. What I don't know is like, are they modeling these expansions after the Race for the Galaxy expansions? I didn't look into it too much. I'm not sure, but I wasn't sure if they were going to like just kind of build off of what they already had created or not. So I guess we'll see as it comes out. <laughs> I've kind of just gotten into the habit of if I know I'm going to buy something, I don't really research it. So it's like a happy surprise when I get it. So, like, I know I'm going to buy this. I've, I've played the base game a whole lot, like, a whole lot more than I've played really any other game in my collection. So I know if I buy an expansion, it's going to get played. I know Kopak, who is the person I play it with online the most, is going to buy it. So I basically have to because he's going to buy it. That's the way I see it. It gives me an excuse to play it even more. What happens when those happy surprises are really sad surprises? I haven't been disappointed yet. Mm. Okay. No sadness in Tiff's life. I have good taste in games. Moving on. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm kidding. You do. Because we agree more times than not. Um, so uh, next up is Asmodee announcing their Asmo play. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. See what they did there? <laughs> um, this is organized play that they're going to have for uh, this year, three of their games. So uh, Splendor will be up first in May. Followed by Seven Wonders in, I think it's June or July, and then Cash and Guns sometime in the fall. So what these will do is they're going to give the chance for uh, retail shops to buy through their local distributors these Asmodee, Asmoplay, um, organized play packs, which are going to have all kinds of really cool things. Uh, for instance, the Splendor one. If I didn't already know that I don't like the game, I would be really intrigued by it um, because it comes with this really nice play mat. The gems in the ba in the games that are going to come with the Asmo Play packs have translucent poker chips now with the gems. Um, so really neat things like that. I believe they're also coming with I think it's 16 new merchant tiles. So something that we've talked about before with Splendor was I think that they really needed to kind of refresh those merchant tiles after a while and maybe add something else to it. So. A lot of cool things. Uh, Seven Wonders, again, is going to come with play mats, different art for the seven base wonders they're going with. So they've they've really tweaked some things to um, attract newer um, people to the game. They're also going to have tournament modes for some of these games so that you can participate in that. So if this is something that interests you, um, they highly urge you to reach out to your um, local game store and see if they can pick one of these up. Asmodee always does really cool stuff, so I expect nothing less. And I wouldn't mind doing Seven Wonders Tournament. So that's that. And last thing I have 
is a new game from Carl Chuddock, the man behind Glory to Rome, Impulse. What else has he done? Innovation, Red 7, all those cool little quirky card games that we've all grown to love. Um, he has a new game coming out called Motanai. Motanai. I don't know how to pronounce this. It's a really silly looking title. Um, but it's supposed to be what they're calling the spiritual successor to Glory to Rome. So cards that have multiple uses can be turned, specific everything. Um, and right now that is in beta, PNP beta, before their Kickstarter launch, which is going to come in, I believe, April. So if you're interested in that, Definitely head on over to BGG. The files are out there. And yeah, definitely check it out. I know a lot of people love Glory to Rome. Tiff loves it. I own it. I unfortunately haven't been able to play it yet, but I like a lot of his other games, so I'm interested. So that's all I got. So that's Dan with the news. Peace. Bye, Dan. So we're going to round out the episode with some Kickstarter spotlights. We've got a couple on tap for you. Before we get into any of the new projects, just a shout out that Valeria Card Kingdoms is still on Kickstarter. Um, Probably a week left to back it by the time you're hearing this and definitely a game that you should check out. Also, Jason Katarski's Best Treehouse Ever is still up with plenty of time to go and that is an awesome little filler game. So those are just some of the ones that we've featured before that you should keep um, if you haven't starred yet. Go ahead and star those so you get your 48-hour announcements. But on to some new projects. Um, So first up will be Cosmic Run. And Tiff, how about you give us a rundown of this one? All right. So I just checked into this one. It actually looks kind of neat. It's from Dr. Finn's Games. And it is a combination of dice placement and moving up tracks. So it's sort of just on first glance looked like a combination of Alien Frontiers and Medieval Academy. You have different planets that have a different track. You roll some dice, you see if there's uh, an asteroid strike. If a planet gets, I think, three asteroid strikes, it gets destroyed. So all your progress on that track, I think, is kind of null and void. If if that happens, you're trying to decide where you're going to place your dice. One of the tracks, just you use ones to do it. Some of them use pairs, sets of three. They're also alien cards that give you special abilities that you can place your dice on and you have a player card that gives you an increasing better special ability so it's it seems kind of abstract but it has a space theme on it you're you're moving up these different tracks and getting victory points and things like that but that's it yeah i checked this one out earlier this week it it looks all right again i've said this before there's a lot of dice games and just kind of sifting through them all it's been tough to do yeah that's what i mean dr finn is the uh one of the kings of the filler game, so. Right. He did Biblios, uh, which is a renowned filler game. And I think it looks interesting. I think that kind of dice placement and deciding what to do with your dice and where to place them combined with moving up tracks medieval academy style is an interesting combo. I'm interested to see if it gets me as excited as those two games separately do. All right, so that is Cosmic Run by Dr. Finn's Games, and you guys have until, guys and gals, have until April 13th. Next up is Train Heist. Just a quick mention for a game that has meeples that actually ride horses. Uh, So this is a Train Heist game, which Tiff immediately starts to yawn when she hears those words, Uh, but... Dan gets all excited and jazzed. Oh, look at those wide-legged meeples. I mean, look at them. They're, like, straddling the horse, just giddying up all around that board. It looks looks interesting. I'm going to let that comment sit, and I'm going to say, Tiff, go ahead, defend yourself. There's nothing wrong with giddying up around a board. So uncomfortable right now. Um, No, (laughs) 
the I don't know. I don't know what it is about like when I think train game, I don't get excited. Now heist game, yes. So I'm kind of like 50-50 on this one. It looks like a cooperative type version of Colt Express. Yep, so it is cooperative for two to four players and their horses. And this involves moving around a board, following a moving train, jumping onto that train, stealing some stuff, jumping off that train, and selling off those illegal goods, contraband, in the nearby towns. Um, It's got some interesting bits, and I think that's what drew Dan to it and kind of brought it to all of our attentions, uh, all of our attention. But in general, the gameplay seems pretty simple. It's got some interesting card play where you're working together. Um, and that general idea that I just explained seems to be the gist of the game. So um, whether or not this interests you really depends on whether you like cooperative games, whether you like train, Old West games, and if you like meeples that actually ride horses, like Legos. It's legit, like, functional horses. So $46 gets this game in your hands, shipped around November, and everyone has until April 14th to check this one out. It has funded, though, in Canadian dollars, so it's actually a little bit lower if you're here in the U.S. with us, um, for a a cool-looking game. Moving right along, another one that we want to take a deeper look at is Wizards Academy. This is from 3D Total Games. It will be ending on April 17th. It hasn't quite funded yet. It probably has, if you're listening to this right when this comes out, around two weeks to go, and it's about 7,000, 6,000 pounds short of its goal. And Tiff, how about you give us a quick rundown of this one? So Wizards Academy is a cooperative game where you're playing um, wizards running around the academy trying to save it, basically. It's two to four players, and my first impression kind of just gave me like, this is Wiz War, but co-op. So you you have different spells. It has two different boards. So one is the academy that you're running around doing different things. And the other one is the spell board. Um, They have different spells that come out each game. So you're not going to have the same game every single time. There are 64 spell cards. So every turn you you can use these different spells and there are disasters that come out that you have to deal with. Um, Just the impression I got from watching the video was that this is one of those hard co-ops, or it seems like it might be. I'm trying to think. Oh, it has minis. It has a lot of minis, like more than 40, which seem unnecessary, but I looked at the sculpts and they are pretty cool. So you got ones for each individual mage and then little bad guys that go on the board. So it looks pretty neat. Yeah, it does. You know, aesthetically, I know that I mean, I'm not completely sold on it. I think there are some prettier games out there, but, you know, that's not always a make or break for me. Um, I like the idea of kind of cooperative Wiz War, although that does sound a little contradictory to me because Wiz War is so take that and, and head-to-head. So I just it's mean kind that you're running around a board and you're casting spells and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm totally with you with it. Um, it does look interesting. You know, I think that the the big thing here is this may be cost prohibitive for some people, so you're looking at since it is in pounds, $73 is what they have it budgeted as for for the U.S. version, uh, U.S. dollars. So that's a bit high, although you are getting 40 you know custom sculpts. You're getting, as they describe, hundreds of tokens, multiple boards, and all kinds of stuff. There's obviously some art that's been uh, sprung for. So definitely a lot of stuff in this box. 
but the art is really nice i don't know the graphic design is a little simplistic but the art is really good looking and yeah i mean does that 73 dollars? do we know if that includes the shipping because if it does that's not a bad price that's true i've been looking um i haven't seen i haven't been able to sort that out the pledge level says ships anywhere in the world but yeah prices at this level and above include free shipping to the uk and us so that's not bad really yeah so not too bad i mean you'd probably end up paying that in shipping if you went if you had a $50 pledge manager and then they'd probably tack on, you know, 15, 20 bucks in shipping from the UK anyway. So something to consider, but yeah, an interesting one, another co-op honor feature today. So, Oh, there's something else interesting about this one that I found. They have, they have down at the bottom of the page, if you scroll all the way down, they have a video of the manufacturer Wingo that has some pretty awesome music. I was dancing when I watched the video, but <laughs> What? It really sounds good. Here, let me give you a taste of this. I wonder if my mic will pick this up. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can use that for bumper music. <laughs> I'll just rip it for our bumpers. That seems like a appropriate use of it. But anyway, it's a really nice, like, just kind of a montage video that shows the manufacturer and people, like, you know, making cards and checking cards. And I thought that was kind of neat. The inside look. Inside look in the manufacturing. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't scroll down scroll down that far. I Whenever I see the badges to change your profile picture on Kickstarter, I usually assume that's the end. Oh, I always scroll all the way down to make sure I'm getting the full scoop. But that's me. I'm thorough. You are a better Kickstart spot lighter kickstarter spotlighter than i <laughs> anyway i thought that was kind of cool that they included that and it, it kind of gives you that sort of you know oh they they did their research on this manufacturer it makes me feel better yeah i don't know very cool yeah so definitely want to keep on your radar and like i said that is april 17th you have until and it's still got a ways to go so if it interests you this is one of those games that you know you should back to help support it and get it to fund all right, so the last thing that we have to talk about today is a special Flash Kickstarter project uh, from Dice Hate Me Games, and this is for two small games that, Tiff, can you tell me a little bit more about them? Yeah, um, it's, the project is called Meta Games for Small Pockets, Deck Building and Unpub, so um, it's, deck, or it's Deck Building the Deck Building Game, which is a small deck building game about building a wooden deck on your house like a deck that you hang out on so meta yeah it's super meta and then the other one is uh, a party game the unpub the published card game uh so it's a party game where it has cards that show you a theme a mechanic and a component that you have to include and you can use those cards in a lot of different ways um probably would be good for budding designers to use as an idea generator but it could be also played as a 20 to 30 minute card game the 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 deck building game is really short simple kind of for two players thing but you can i believe add additional copies of the game to have more players but this is only up until saturday their funding goal is four thousand one hundred and fifteen dollars in honor of april fool's day i think but this is not an april fool's yeah, project it's not a joke these are real games <laughs> uh they're they're in that rabbit line that they they launched for the 54 card challenge so they'll be in small boxes little kind of fillery type games yeah 
And I know that you, we were talking a little bit before the show, and I think that we're all kind of interested in them. At the very least, we're interested in Unpub, and I know that Tiff, you and I are probably a bit more interested in deck building, the deck building game. Every, I think every time it I say looks it, cute. Weird. I The art of it looks cute. Like, it's so much wood grain. I love wood grain on cards. <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> you're paying for things in nails. You got little translucent stain tokens. I don't know. I think it's cute and it's simple and it might be a good way for me to introduce some deck building to to my kids because it's only 10 to 20 minutes. So I don't know. Cool. Yeah, it looks neat and I'll be backing it. Sounds good. Check it out. So I think that's all we have for Kickstarter news today. So all right, everyone. So thank you for joining us. Um, We are wondering how this is going to go. So we would love to hear your feedback, either on the Guild. We'll post a topic up there to, to get some feedback. Send us an email. Hit us up on Twitter by searching for the League of Nonsensical Gamers or just use the handle at League Nonsense. You can find us on Facebook, the League of Nonsensical Gamers. Find us on Instagram and heart our pictures because that makes us feel good. We would love some iTunes reviews and some feedback there. And also hearts on board game links are also appreciated. So... All that aside, if you just want to connect to us and chat casually or about games, you can find us on Twitter is probably the best place. Also, I've been chatting with some people on Facebook, so I feel very cool about that. But Dan, where can they find you on Twitter? Everywhere. He's got five accounts. I'm everywhere. (laughs) No. um, At League Nonsense or at Scandalous underscore Ned. And Tiff, where can they find you? I am at IneptGamer. And I am at Cinnamon Buns. So reach out to us. We'd love to chat. And that will wrap up episode 18.5. Please join us next week for episode 19, a full-blown episode where we will be chatting about all kinds of games that we've been playing and undergoing something we're calling Catholathon, where we chat about Bruno Cathala and all that makes him great. All right, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.